गोपीजन बल्लभ गिरिवर रारी जय गोपीजन बल्लभ गिरिवर रारी जशोदानंदन ब्रजजन रंजन जशोदानंदन ब्रजजन रंजन जमुना तीर बनचारी जमुना तीर बनचारी जय जयंग विष्णुपाद परमहंस परिव्रजकचार्य अष्टोत्तर श्री श्रीमद अभय चरणारविंद भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी प्रभुपाद की जय इस्कॉन फाउंडर आचार्य हिज डिवाइन ग्रेस शिल प्रभुपाद की जय अनंत कोटि वैष्णव वृंद की जय 
नामाचार्य शिल हरिदास ठाकुर की जाए प्रेम से कहो श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधार शिवाशदि गौर भक्त वृंद की जाए श्री श्री राधा कृष्ण गोप गोपीनाथ श्याम कुंड राधा कुंड गिरि गोवर्धन की जाए श्री वृंदावन धाम की जाए श्री मथुरा धाम की जाए श्री जगन्नाथपुरी धाम की जाए श्री मायापुर नवद्वीप धाम की जाए गंगा माई की जाए जमुना माई की जाए भक्ति देवी की जाए तुलसी महारानी की जाए हरिनाम संकीर्तन की जाए शमवे तो भक्त वृंद की जाए गौर प्रेमानंदे हरि हरि वो All glories to the assembled devotees all glories to the assembled devotees all glories to the assembled devotees all glories to shri guru and shri gaurango all glories to shila prabhupan namang vishnupadaya krishna prasthaya bhutale shrimate bhakti vedanta swami niti namine namaste saraswati deve gauravani pracharine nirvishesh shunnavadi paschatam Srimad Bhagavatam, fourth canto, chapter 25, characteristics of King Puranjana. Text that has been written on the board is 61, but 57 to 60, actually they all are together and has naturally a long translation. Okay, uh, I'll just read those first verses through and then go to the verse 61. Kochin pavantang pivoti madirang madobiuphalaha Ashnantya kochidashnati jakshattang saho jikshiti Kochid gayoti gayantang Rudantang Rudati Kochit Kochid Bashantang Hashuti Jalpantamanu Jalpati Kochid Dhabati Dhavantang Tishtantam Anutishthati Anushete Shayanayam Annaste Kochidasitam Asatim Kochid Srinoti Srinantang Pashantam Anupashati Kochid Jighrati Jighrantang Sprishantang Sprishati Kochid Then we come to the next verse Kachij Cha Shochating Jayam Anushochati Dinabad Anu Rishati Rishantang Muditam Anu Modate 
अनुशोचति दीनवान अनुरिष्यति रिष्यंता मूदिताम अनुमोदते कचिच्छा शोचत कचित कचिच्छा शोचतिम जायां अनुशोचति दीनवान अनुरिष्यति रिष्यंता मोदताम अनुमोदते कचिच्छा शोचतिम जायां अनुशोचति दीनवा अनुरिष्यति रिष्यंता मोदताम अनुमोदते read through the translation it's a long translation saying when the queen drank liquor King Puranjan also engaged in drinking when the queen dined he used to dine with her and when she chewed the King Puranjana used to chew along with her when the queen sang he also sang similarly when the queen cried he also cried and when the queen laughed, he also laughed. When the queen talked loosely, he also talked loosely. And when the queen walked, the king walked behind her. When the queen would stand still, the king would also stand still. And when the queen would lie down in bed, he would also follow and lie down with her. When the queen sat, 
he would also sit and when the queen heard something he would follow her to hear the same thing when the queen saw something the king would also look at it and when the queen smelled something the king would follow her to smell the same thing when the queen touched something the king would also touch it and when the dear queen was lamenting the poor king also had to follow her in lamentation in the same way when the queen felt enjoyment he also enjoyed and when the queen was satisfied the king also felt satisfaction purport by shilo prabhupad the mind is the place where the self is situated and the mind is conducted by intelligence the living entity situated within the body follows the intelligence the intelligence is herein depicted as the queen and the soul under the mental control follows the men- follows the material intelligence just as the king follows his wife the conclusion is that material intelligence is the cause of bondage for the living entity the point is that one has to take to spiritual intelligence to come out of this entanglement <coughs> in the life of maharaj ambarish we find that the great maharaj first engaged his mind and on the lotus feet of krishna in this way his intelligence became purified maharaj ambarish also used his other senses in the service of the lord he engaged his eyes in seeing the deity in the temple nicely decorated with flowers he engaged his sense of smell by smelling the flowers and he engaged his legs by walking to the temple his hands were engaged <coughs> his hands were engaged in cleansing the temple and his ears were engaged in hearing about krishna his tongue was engaged in two ways in speaking about krishna and in tasting prasad offered to the deity materialistic persons who are under the full control of material intelligence cannot perform all these activities thus consciously or unconsciously they become entangled by the dictations of material intelligence this fact is summarized in the following verse so whose story it is puranjana who is puranjana who is coming for the first time in the class today i can see some okay okay so i'll just give them the background this is an allegorical story told by narad muni to king prachina barhishat prachina barhishat was the father of 10 sons who are known as prachetas this prachetas at a young age when their father wanted them to get married they wanted to first prepare themselves so here again we see a vedic example in order to get married one has to become qualified one has to prepare himself now just just as for everything uh, one needs preparation one needs 
to learn something? Uh, like can we just sit on a car and start driving? Uh, so we'll have to learn how to drive. We need training. Uh, can somebody just sit in a hospital and become a doctor? <laughs> he has to become qualified. Similarly, hmm, according to the Vedic understanding, to run your household, you have to learn how to run it. Just as you learn how to run a motor car, similarly to run your household, you have to uh, learn, you have to qualify. So these, four, these ten boys, although they were princes, uh, they left home in order to, uh, actually in order to perform austerities and become engaged in serving the Lord. So they left home and started to travel towards west. And while traveling in this way, they came to a beautiful lake beautiful, large, large lake, very peaceful and that atmosphere there was very serene and very uh, divine. And then uh, they saw Lord Shiva. He came out of that water. And Lord Shiva very mercifully gave them Rudra Geet. Rudra Geet actually a prayer of Lord Shiva to Vishnu, Krishna, Narayan. Uh, Lord Shiva's prayers to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Mm. So, and get, upon receiving that mantra, they started to meditate mm, on the mantra. Uh, meditation is always with mantra. Uh, sitting down, not... Uh, chanting anything, just sitting down, trying to uh, block the mind's activities is not meditation. Uh, that is, uh, but that is what is going on in the name of meditation today. People think, sit down, uh, close your eyes, close your mind, sit down and <laughs> that's meditation. Uh, And <clears throat> the real meditation is to meditate on the mantra. So upon receiving the mantra from Lord Shiva, these ten boys who are known as prachetas, they started to, uh, started to meditate upon the mantra. So Narad Muni saw that the children became, sons became so advanced spiritually. And the father is still engrossed in mundane activities. Uh, for who is the father? Who is the father? I told the name. Say, see if you can remember. King. Okay, Jamuna Priya. Tell them. Yeah. King Prachinabarhishat. Uh, so then Narad Muni came to the king. And he uh, told them a story. This is the story of Puranjana. And what is that story actually? The story of Puranjana is the story of a living entity in the material nature. Living entity travels through the material nature for what? 
why does a living entity come to the material nature and go through different types of bodies who can tell why Jant very good he wants to enjoy independently a living entity all the living entities in the material nature is trying to enjoy independently and as a result of that he gets entangled in this material body and the material body is directed by mind and intelligence so it has been described that first one gets a subtle body the soul gets a subtle body and then he gets a gross body what is the subtle body made of how many of you know what's the subtle body made of okay Radharani mind intelligence and false ego sometimes people think that mind is the soul in the West especially they think that mind is the soul that's the closest they can go to the soul but mind also is matter so mind also is matter and then there is intelligence and false ego what is the what is the activity of the mind the activity what is the mind mind I said is subtle matter so the matter has some function so what is the activity of the mind Jamana Priya yeah thinking feeling and willing but there is a basic business of the mind yes okay accept and reject Jamana Priya to desire they all, you all are correct to control the business of the mind is to take the consciousness towards the material nature ah, mind is the medium through which the consciousness is flowing towards this material direction it is through the mind that consciousness is coming from spirit soul and the mind is making the consciousness to come towards this material direction and then what does the intelligence do Shampiari what did you say the activity of the mind no that is the business of the intelligence intelligence business is to accept and reject accept what is desirable reject what is undesirable so intelligence tells this is good for your sense gratification go for it and this is bad for your sense gratification don't go for it Krishna consciousness stay away from it it will destroy all your all your desire for material enjoyment <coughs> that is yeah one kind of intelligence uh. 
But what is the real intelligence? Real intelligence is <coughs> Dadami buddhi jogam tam jena mamupajantite. Real intelligence is that that brings us to Krishna. What brings us to Krishna? Devotional service. So real intelligence is devotional service and that's what he's doing also. Anukullasa sankalpa pratikullasa vivarjanam Accepting whatever is desirable, accept whatever is favorable to Krishna consciousness and reject whatever is unfavorable to Krishna consciousness. That is the real intelligence. And that is called Krishna consciousness. Devotional service. <coughs> And then the false ego. What is the business of the false ego? False ego tells, don't you ever think that you are, must, you are the servant of somebody. You are the master of the whole universe. Huh? And those who want to make you a servant, go on a strike against them. Huh? So that is false ego. Instead of realizing that we are the servants of Krishna, we assume the identity that we are the master of everything. Doesn't it happen in a material nature? I am the greatest. Huh? Doesn't everybody think that way? Huh? Materially, everybody is in that consciousness. Even an ant thinks that I am the greatest. And if anybody comes on the ant's way and says, Who are you? Dare to stand against me. Get out of here. That is the material nature. All the living entities are thinking that he is the supreme controller and he is the supreme enjoyer. So the living entity develops a subtle body first. The soul, uh, the first covering of the soul is false ego. As soon as he comes in contact with the material nature, he sees, oh, this is an inferior world and I am superior. Uh, so I am superior, so I am the controller, I am the enjoyer. That naturally happens. And he gets the false ego. The covering of false ego. False identity. What is the false I What is the real identity? What is the... Yes, we are servants of Krishna. That's our real identity. But what is the false identity? I am the master of this material nature. Then... He begins to plan how he is going to enjoy. Gets the covering of intelligence. Then his consciousness flows towards the material direction through the mind. This is how 
a living entity becomes entangled in the material nature. So Puranjana is a living entity uh, who comes across a city of nine gates. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> He comes across the city of nine gates. What's the city of nine gates? How many of you know? Very good. All material body? What about a tree body? Human body. Uh, human body has got nine openings uh, through which the consciousness can go to enjoy. What are those nine gates? Those nine gates are eyes, two eyes, two ears, two nostrils, one mouth. And then anus and genitals. So these are the ten openings in the human body. And through that, through those ten gates, a living entity, the soul, wants to enjoy in this material body. And this material body is being, uh, whose body, who is the controller of the material body? Uh, the intelligence. She is the queen. The spirit soul, Puranjan, is the king and uh, intelligence is the queen. And here, Puranjan is a henpecked husband. He simply follows his wife. Instead of his wife following him, huh? this is another phenomena of the material nature. <coughs> so, Puranjana, as it has been described in this one, whatever he, the, his queen did, he did that. He is always guided by the intelligence. Intelligence tells him, uh, sit down, uh, lie down, eat, hear, talk. Uh, and Puranjana, the poor character, uh, conditioned soul, simply follows his, the dictates of his queen. Uh, intelligence. So in this way, <coughs> Narad Muni told the story of Puranjana. It goes on further. It's very nice actually. It gives a very clear understanding of our existence in the material nature, our existence in this material body. This, Puranj this queen had ten servants uh, and a friend. Who is the friend? Uh, is the minister, the mind. Ten senses are the servants. Five knowledge acquiring senses and five working senses. And then this city was guarded by a snake with five heads. Uh, so what is the snake with five heads? Uh, is the five kinds of life air. Five kinds of air, pran, apan, 
Saman Van and Udan. These five heirs are actually performing the activities of the body and protecting the body in a way. All the activities of the body are performed by these five heirs. So those, so they're very, as long as the body is strong, these five heirs are very active. Or only as long as the five heirs are very active, the body is very strong. And Puranjana, through the city of nine gates, used to go to different ways to enjoy. Sometimes with his queen and sometimes without his queen. Sometimes he would act with intelligence, sometimes he would act in a foolish way, without intelligence. Then one day, the city of nine gates was attacked. Who attacked this this city of nine gates? The Javanaraj. Uh, who is the Javanaraj? Uh, Javanaraj is the Jamaraj. Uh, the Lord of Death. And he attacked with his sister. <coughs> the sister's name is Kalakanya. And his sister had some very special power. Whenever she would embrace somebody, he would become completely devoid of any energy. He will lose all his power, all his energy. So who is that lady? Very beautiful. She is very old, with wrinkled skin and so forth. She is the daughter of time, Kalakanya. She is Jara, <laughs> old age. She comes and as she embraces, what happens? When old age comes, what happens? Even the most powerful person becomes weak. So when one is without any power, it's easy to catch him, captivate him. So Javanaraj's soldiers arrested him and dragged him out of his body, out of the city of nine gates. Jamraj's agents, Jamadutas, take the spirit soul along with the subtle body and drag him out of this body. And that is called death. So that was the general story, but then what happened? In the next life, Puranjan became a woman. <coughs> this is also another uh, instruction, another knowledge we get from the Vedas, Vedic wisdom that as one leaves his body accordingly he gets his next body so remember 
Puranjan, he was very attached to his wife. And as a result of that, when he was leaving his body, he thought of his wife. And as a result of that, he got a woman, woman's body. And in this, she was the born as a princess. She was married to a king. And then they left home and went to Banaprast when they reached their age of retirement. Went to the forest. <coughs> and her husband died. And she was lamenting for her husband. She... Uh, she was alone in the forest, so she had to cremate her husband. And at that time, when she was lamenting in this way, a person came to her and told her that he was her friend and told her about the about the real destination. Hmm. Who is that friend? Who is there? Always with us, but we don't see him. The super soul, Krishna. He is there in our hearts. And that super soul comes in the form of the bona fide spiritual master. And he guides us hmm, to the ultimate goal. So upon hearing this story, King Prachinamarhisat said that it's a nice story, but there must be some, some lesson behind that story. So then Narad Muni explained everything to King Prachinabari. And what's the story? What was the like story of Puranjan? It has been, it's the story of a living entity. Living entity tries in various ways to enjoy in this material nature and then he gets a human body when he gets a human body he gets a wonderful facility to enjoy and upon enjoying uh, at some point when he realizes that the ultimate goal of life is not to enjoy not to try to enjoy but to serve the Supreme Personality of Godhead. <coughs> and how does a living entity become situated in that knowledge? When he comes across his real friend, the Super Soul. It is the Super Soul who actually comes in the form of a spiritual master. Or it is the spiritual master who actually is representing the Super Soul. And what does the spiritual master say? The spiritual master tells us to become surrendered, to be submissive. So when the spiritual master forces you to surrender, don't feel bad. <laughs> Our desire for independence is very, very deep-rooted in our heart. Sometimes I notice that. Uh, often devotees can't accept this good, in, good advice. Uh, he's give, he asks to surrender uh, and they find a way out, wriggle out, not to surrender. Uh, 
I want to act the way I want to act. That's not surrender, that's independence. I want to, I want to do what I want to do. I will do what I want to do. I'm not going to listen to any advice. I'm not going to surrender, ultimately. But he is a good devotee, he is prepared to surrender. Because the surrender is the ultimate solution to a problem. So, through this beautiful story, Narad Muni gave such a nice instruction. Did you all get the instruction? So what will you do? Try to enjoy with your queen? Huh? Or try to listen to the friend who is there with you all the time but who, whose presence you didn't feel. So surrender to that friend and that friend is there in your heart as a super soul and he is actually the supreme personality of Godhead. <coughs> What does a spiritual master do as the representative of the super soul? He just tells you, please, go deep within your heart and recognize that the, how wonderful the Supreme Personality of Godhead is. He is there with you all the time and He is doing so many wonderful things for you. He is giving you everything you need. So why not surrender unto Him? Thank you very much. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Gaur Premanande Hari. Does anybody have any question? soul leaves the body, he doesn't go to spiritual body. It is the, he leaves the gross body. The subtle body goes with him. Actually, subtle body carries the spirit soul to the next body until he is liberated. And the liberation takes place. Liberation means freedom from the subtle body. At the time of death, we become free from the bondage of the gross body. But then, but the subtle body remains. And the subtle body takes us to the next gross body. This is how we keep on transmigrating. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. something like you see when you wake up from a dream you remember the dream right 
although you are not dwelling in that situation but it is there so a purified pure spirit soul can remember what happened to his you know stayed during his stay in this material nature ah. because ultimately the memory is with the soul ah. although mind is the storehouse of memory but that is the material memory but when one is situated in the spiritual like for example say for example you have accepted spiritual life don't you remember your past right like you know the memory stays but you know it's not important like for example when you wake up from a dream do you dwell in that dream thought no yes it's a dream you just brush it aside similarly when one wakes up in a spiritual identity this material existence appears to be like a dream he may remember he may not remember it's up to him just as case of narad muni and the supra intelligence that proper mentioned is actually the spiritual intelligence intelligence real intelligence is there with the spirit soul mm. <clears throat> that's why you see once we go back to god we don't want to come back <laughs> because we know what it was like here if we didn't remember then we may have committed the same mistake again but one doesn't come in the same mistake because he has seen what this material nature was like uh, thank you yes have to have self worth self worthiness okay uh, by uh, being appreciated by that your whatever you're doing is you know approved of is of some value <coughs> our spiritual values are so diametrically opposed because we as spirit so we don't want that um, you know approval adulation and so on so uh, my question was is why is this need so deep in the living entity uh, is it because i know we come down because we want to enjoy the material nature but is it because this is what krishna is receiving and we are and this living that we also have such a deep subtle desire yeah okay very good very good point like uh, in a way you answer the question yourself to that last statement like in the material nature what a living entity is trying to do or trying to be he is simply trying to be the lord and master isn't it he is trying to be the lord and master that means he is trying to be krishna and this way he wants to have the approval from others after all you are krishna right these appreciations are giving him that boost huh? right that Yes, you are great. Those envious guys may think that you are not the greatest, but actually you are the greatest. So this approval is coming from uh, and boosts our false ego. Because envy is a subtle form of sex desire, and 
anger. <coughs> well, that is not quite. It is distinction, adoration and profit. Subtle sex desire is distinction, adoration and profit. And when that is frustrated, then it is anger. Hmm. Or frustration to get what we are desiring causes anger. Uh. <coughs> yes, Raghupani. <coughs> Yeah, yeah. Not that is. Uh, well, you can say that is a spiritual counterpart of the mind. You see, mind is taking, but you know, like when the consciousness is turned towards the other direction, uh, that is just spiritual consciousness. It's only spiritual consciousness, Krishna consciousness. Mm. Mind is gone. Uh, mind is gone, but the thing is, you can call it mind also. The way your direction, consciousness is flowing, you can identify that as mind also, but spiritual counterpart of the mind. Uh. So, a couple of questions here. Giriraj, both the questions are from Giriraj Das, Gurgaon. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj, Dandavat Pranam. By chance I was reading the same canto yesterday and in the purport of Srimad Bhagavatam 4.27.74, Srila Prabhupada writes, According to Sri Madhvacharya, when consciousness, the living force in the heart, is agitated by the three modes of material nature, then the subtle body of the living entity consisting of the mind, the sense objects, the five senses that acquire knowledge. Okay, so what's your point, Giriraj? I didn't get your point. Oh, and the five senses for acting in the material condition becomes possible. <coughs> My question is, isn't the subtle body made of only mind, intelligence and false ego? Does this Definition includes the ca causal body as well. Can you kindly clear this point? <coughs> so, let me read Prabhupada's point. According to Madhvacharya, when consciousness, the living force in the heart, is agitated by the three modes of material nature, then the subtle body of the living entity consisting of the mind, the sense objects, the five senses that acquire knowledge and the five senses for acting in the material condition becomes possible. Yeah, so the soul is there and the material nature is there and material nature has the three modes and those three modes act and as a result of the action of those three modes different manifestation in the material nature takes place. Mm. Like <coughs> from uh, Mahatattva and the three modes, uh, different aspects become 
manifest like the influence of uh, uh, the mode of goodness uh, uh, generates the senses and the demigods uh, and it goes on like that is that uh, so uh, different aspects appear and <clears throat> now your question is isn't the subtle body made of only mind intelligence and false ego uh, so mind intelligence and false ego is there that's one approach uh, how the three subtle elements are trapping or influencing the spirit soul but what madhvacharya is saying is the effect of the three modes on the living entities and as a result of that the soul becomes agitated by the three modes of material nature then the subtle body of the living entity so he he's saying the subtle body subtle body of the living entity is developing along with then comes these are the mind and then the sense objects the activity of the senses with the uh, material elements give rise to the sense objects uh, and the knowledge acquiring senses and the working senses become manifest is the same point uh, just looking at it from two perspective one is seeing the three subtle elements affecting the living entity and what madhvacharya is pointing out here is that not only the subtle body but the senses and the objects of the senses are actually generated by the interaction by the influence of the influence of the three modes of material nature upon the living entity mm. there uh, they are simultaneous uh, and we it's a matter of just looking at it from like madhvacharya is going further mm. like soul getting entangled by mind intelligence false ego three subtle elements is one aspect uh, but by the madhvat madhvacharya is saying that because of the influence of the sense of the influence of the modes of the material nature on the living entity is causing the subtle body consisting of mind intelligence false ego the senses knowledge acquiring senses working senses and the objects of the senses are also generated this is from giridhari priya from san diego Wow. So it's oh no, it's not that late, Sandy. Giridhari Priya. What's the time now there? Nine o'clock or nine? Eight forty-five. Okay. What? Yeah. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. How do you understand that something has really entered into our heart and not just in our mind? <laughs> well, mind is. on the surface and heart is the depth so now it's up to you uh, mind is the with the mind we perceive 
material objects and become affected by that. But heart is where the soul is. So when something deep sinks, sinks deep into the soul, uh, that is the effect of the heart. Uh, it's something like, I love you. I love you with all my heart. Okay, you want some definition? I love you because of your money and your father's position. That is the mind. Going up to the mind. Uh, but uh, when one feels that I can't live without you, you are my everything. <laughs> that is the heart. Huh? <laughs> So this is from Ram Rajya Das, Delhi. Hare Krishna Maharaj Dandavats. I have a question regarding independent mentality. Being serving as a servant leader of a study group, I face many member devotees are maintaining their independent mentalities. What needs to be done in this type of situation for serving as a leader? Because of this service, and motive of study program suffers a lot. Mm. Well, <clears throat> are you familiar with the concept of breaking a horse? Huh? You know, horse furnishingly is wild. And an expert, uh, he breaks the horse. Uh, how does he break? The horse means, breaking the horse means tames the horse. So what he first does is that make the horse run and run and run. Uh, so this is how uh, the first thing he brings the horse under little control. Uh, and then uh, when the horse has come under the control then he jumps onto the uh, horse's back. Then horse tries to throw him off and he uh, controls the horse. So in a way, uh, sometimes, not always, uh, some devotees you have to break because they are not submissive enough. So breaking, sometimes like say for example when you are dealing with most, I presume you are dealing with mostly uh, congregation devotees. So these congregation devotees, uh, they are independent. They have their independent situation. So you cannot expect them to be 100% surrendered straight away. Uh, so you gradually uh, bring them uh, uh, into the point of surrendering to Krishna, submissing. Uh, like it takes time but it takes an intelligent uh, guidance and effort uh, make them give them the proper knowledge make them understand the benefit of being surrendered uh, and at the same time you show them that you are their well-wisher uh, they have to have the confidence in you mm. 
like show them how you care for them, how give your time, give your guidance. Uh, and so in this way, uh, you become their, you make them recognize that you are their true well-wisher. And when they come to that point of recognizing you that way, then they listen to whatever you have to say. So don't get disappointed if you don't get the results straight away. Keep trying and do it uh, with a service attitude. Always remember that you are doing it for Krishna, Srila Prabhupada and ISKCON movement that you are actually trying to bring them to Krishna consciousness, making them surrender and ultimately it's for their own benefit that you are doing it. Jyoti Vrindavan Hare Krishna Maharaj Dandavats I have a question how to get attached to Krishna consciousness more and more and how to get detached from this material world very good question the way to get detached from material nature is by getting attached to Krishna consciousness (laughs) so get attached to Krishna consciousness and you'll automatically become detached from material attractions. Bhakti parishanubhava biraktir annatra cha. As one develops his attachment to Krishna, he becomes birakta, he becomes disgusted with this material nature. It will happen. Develop your attachment to Krishna, then detachment will. Detachment to material nature will automatically happen. Dilkhush IIT Indore. Not here. <laughs> he is there. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj Pamho. How to get attached more and more to positive thoughts? Because the associations of bad thoughts, even for seconds, destroy the whole consciousness. When you do something, we uh, hear two voices. We hear two voices. How to get attached to intelligence? Intelligent voice, mm-hmm. not to the mind voice. So you answer the question. Don't listen to your mind's dictation. Mind will say, "Come, come, enjoy me." Mind is dragging you to Maya. Uh, but with your intelligence, uh, like uh, the rain that controls the horses, you control the mind, control the senses. Tell them, no, no, that's not what should be done. Mm. And the secret of success in this respect is always stay in the association of good devotees. Bad devotees will take you uh, to bad as bad association will lead you to bad activities but the association of good devotees will take you to krishna consciousness uh, so in iit you have quite a few devotee students so you associate with them and avoid the association of those who are detra- distracting your mind from krishna consciousness Mm. You all know him. 
No, Dil Khush. Okay. <coughs> no, but you know, just speak to him and tell him that give him good association. Okay, Dilkush, meet with the boy, those who are uh, already in Krishna consciousness, and uh, Nimai will guide you. Okay? And also Janakinath, uh, he's also there with you. Eh? Binodini Radhika Dasi Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj Pamho, my question is that if we get a chance to hold some material position of power then should you accept it? Which is better, to remain in a powerful position and preach Krishna consciousness with the help of that power or remain as we are and reject the material benefits? Well, depends whether you want to preach or not. If you want to preach, then yes, you use your position and power and whatever you have to influence others to take to Krishna consciousness. And that's why I told you to sit for IAS. <laughs> so prepare yourself nicely for that and get a big position and preach from that position. Vinodini Radhika. When someone commits suicide with frustration, it seems Kalakonna not embrace, embracing him. How to be okay? Yeah. So the question is that when one commits suicide, then he doesn't come under the control of embrace of Kalakanya. He doesn't become old. So the question is, uh, after death, what happens? Can he get possibility to surrender to super soul? Whose question is that? Ashutosh Dash. Ashutosh Dash. Oh, yeah. You see, when one commits suicide, he loses a good opportunity that material nature had given him by giving a human body. Ah. So when one commits suicide, means premature death. Generally, people die ah, after becoming old. When the body is gradually weak, then the soul leaves the body. But when the body is strong and active, and all of a sudden he destroys that body, then he becomes a ghost. And he doesn't get a chance to get another body. What to speak of? Surrendering to super soul. But if he gets the mercy of a pure devotee like Srila Prabhupada, then he gets delivered. Just like the ghost in Calcutta, in <laughs> Allahabad, the Prabhupada, the house. Have you seen Abhacharan? Huh? Prabhupada delivered a ghost. A ghost uh, became free from his ghost body and he became a Gandharva. Okay, thank you all very much. You have a question? Yeah. Guru Maharaj, Krishna Prabhupada says preaching is the essence. Books are the basis and purity is the force. What is purity 
Yeah. Purity means, you know, the soul becoming free from material influence. The soul becoming more and more Krishna conscious. A pure, say for example, a pure soul is one who is fully Krishna conscious. Right? But in a material nature, we have lost our Krishna consciousness. Therefore, we have become impure. Right? <clears throat> so, to become pure means to become Krishna conscious. The more Krishna conscious we are, more pure we are. Okay? Does it answer your question? Read Prabhupada's books, follow the process, follow the regulative principles, chant Hare Krishna, associate with devotees. These practices yeah, will purify the soul. Most important is chanting, pure chanting. Cheta Darpana Marjanam. The way to become purified is by taking shelter of the holy name. And taking shelter of the holy name has two aspects. Yourself chanting and preaching to others to make them chant. Hmm. Hare Krishna.